And welcome to Overtime on the Ice. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Phil Bork and Dave Kovacevic. Guys, the Penguins coming off that overtime win against the Capitals, but we were talking a little bit before the show, and this really was not a game that should have gone to overtime in the first place because of a little bit of, I guess, by lack of a better word here, mental lapse by Chris Letang. I'll just let you guys take it here. Well, I, I, I'll start, Phil, because I think the first thing that's worth bringing up is that Chris Letang has had a really, really good season uh, for the Penguins. He's led their defense core in, in ice time. Uh, he's been out there in all the key situations, power play, penalty kill, uh, all the hardest matchups against the other team's top line. But when he messes up, man, <laughs> I mean, he does it with fireworks and neon signs. And for him to go behind the net in that situation on the Tom Wilson goal and wait for the puck to maybe pop loose, even though it was on Evgeny Kuznetsov's stick, is just, wow, no. <laughs> and you have to learn to live with it. Mike Sullivan has to an extent because the pluses really do outweigh the minuses, but man, it's it's tough to watch. Yeah, Porky, I know you were a little, uh, well, you had some uh, thoughts just about this, because again, this was a situation yeah. that could have really been avoided. I tell you, there's times when I drive home after a Penguins game and my broadcast and I'd be a little rough on Chris Letang, I'd be like, man, why are you so rough on this guy? Mm. There's a good reason why. is because he should have multiple Norris trophies on his mantle. This is how good he is. And I'll, I'll debate you till the cows come home. As far as talented defensemen in the league, there's some great defensemen in the league. Hedman, Burns, the list goes on. They have won Norris trophies. Chris Letang, Chris Letang has never won the Norris trophy. The reason being is he makes mistakes like he made in that game. He had a great game. And, and him and Brian Dumoulin are a great duo together. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to win a Stanley Cup, it's going to be a big reason is because of Chris Letang. But when he makes mistakes like that, it, it, it drives me absolutely out of my mind. I can only imagine how Mike Sullivan feels about it. I don't know why he does it. He doesn't. I don't think he knows why he does it. It's almost like the brain gets shut off. But and you're right. It's tough to swallow hard. It's tough to live with those yeah. kind of mistakes. Maybe maybe I have to have a little chat with myself. Uh, and maybe I need a therapist or something uh, to get through this because it, it, it seems like not game after game, but it seems like a bit of a 50 50 game day on yeah. where it's 50 percent. It's so off the charts. Good. Yeah. Just give him the Norris trophy right now. But the other 50% when he makes a mistake, you're just like... Yeah, it's what, because what, of the magnitude why? of the mistakes. And then what ends up happening from there is you go into the playoffs where every mistake, That's even right. the small ones, That's get right. magnified. And you do remember those, and they linger with you. And, you know, to an extent, they kind of should. Uh, you know, you, you rattled off, you know, Victor Hedman and some other guys. I look at a guy like Drew Doughty in Los sure. Angeles, and I say to myself, now this is a guy who's won Norris Trophy. Are you going to tell me that Drew Doughty is a better hockey player than Chris Letang? Except for this one thing. Sure. At the same time, though, you and I can complain about it. What do you do about it? Like, what can yeah. you do? Because you know and I know from we, we deal with, with yeah. Tanger, and when we, we talk to him about mistakes, he shuts off. Yep. Okay, and I'm not saying this to be mean. Yep. He literally, the shutters go like this, yep. and he doesn't hear it. And he doesn't, if he doesn't hear it from us, he's not going to hear it from the coaches. Right. He's not going to hear, well, none of his teammates are going to say it to him. So you just. I have, I have a quick answer for you. It's go ahead. Todd Reardon. He trusts Todd Reardon. That's and a good when, point. When Chris Letang was close to winning a Norris Trophy, the closest he's been, it's when Todd Reardon was with him. And, and when I was traveling on the road, I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds of hours on the bus on the plane, in the hotel lobby, 
they're on the computer mm -hmm. going after going uh, through shifts and going through games and mistakes and good things and bad things maybe he needs coddling isn't a great word but maybe needs a bit of a handler to kind of get him through every single day and I think he kind of enjoys and that. to simplify I'll go back to the night in 2016 we were on the ice uh, in San Jose after game six and uh, and and Chris Letang that was the crowning achievement of his career game that performance goal. that night not even just the goal Phil yeah. everything, everything that he did yeah. on that rink he dominated the San Jose Sharks by himself uh, the greatest performance by any defenseman in franchise history and I asked him afterward and then he was playing with his kid and whatever else having fun and you know how that goes on those celebrations sure. and I and I said what, what what did they tell you beforehand he said that Mike Sullivan told him that day after the morning skate two words just defend well that's what you tell him before the playoffs Wow, that is very poignant. You love to hear that. Well, we'll come back to this season a little bit and potentially a team that is primed to put themselves in a position to win a cup. But first, there's the anxious return of Evgeny Malkin. I know Penguins fans are waiting anxiously. You know, when is it going to happen? When's he going to get back out on the ice? When he does get back out there, it poses a little bit of a puzzle that we talked about. We are lucky that we do not have to piece together. But <laughs> what do you do when it comes to the power play does Malkin go to the top unit who do you take off do you put him on the second unit guys I'll just let you have this one because oh, I don't know no, no, no. back to you here. Jenna this is me <laughs> I'm back on you. this let's have you first oh, you see, first but let's this is hear why it you guys are our analysts <laughs> we we want to hear your voice they want she's you know, not letting us off the hook I, here. You, I'm not I'm not I say I'm not getting off the hook with this one <laughs> I, this is such a difficult decision because at the same time you know of course you want to put him on the top unit but then who do you take off who do you move? Obviously, you're not moving Jared McCann, but then do you switch him to the second? It's just, it's a puzzle. I'm very happy. Again, I don't have to, I, I'm, I'm excited I don't have to make this decision, but it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, with the talent that he brings to this team, of course you say he goes back on the top unit, but then there's the question marks of, well, you know, what's his conditioning level at? Yes, it's a power play, so how much does that really kind of play into it? But at the same time, you know, do you ruin the chemistry that's there now? So, okay, then you put him on the second unit, except it's Evgeny Malkin. How can you yeah. have him on the second unit? I just, there's, there's no easy answer here, and I'll throw it back over to you guys to <laughs> debate this one a little bit more because it doesn't seem like there's any sort of, you know, good decision at the same time, bad decision. The chemistry is, is one way of putting that Jared McCann has kind of <laughs> created yeah. what that power play does, and I'm, I'm really reluctant to take him off. Uh, because of the way he's crashed the net, because of that long-range wrist shot that he's offered that makes him one of the rare threats on that power play. Uh, that was one of the things that Phil Kessel used to do because the goaltender had to respect that wrist shot. Wrist shot's not as predictable. You don't see it coming. There's not that big wind-up. The goaltender has to stay set for it. He has to honor it. And uh, that gives you a different dynamic on the power play. That plus him crashing the net and everything else. But I'm in no better spot than Jenna is when it comes to who do I take off? Uh, it's, I can sit here and say, well, I'll just take Brian Rust off. But Brian Rust is great at other things on that power play, like th stuff that people never talk about, like retrieval. And what that means is when the puck gets loose after a missed shot or a missed pass, who is it that goes and gets it back? Chris Kunitz used to be great at that, by the way. That was the reason he was on the power play. Uh, Rusty's great at that. If you take him off, is the other team having an easy time clearing and rendering the rest of the discussion moot? 
You're not going to like my answer. Uh oh, here it comes. <laughs> here Bring it, it on. Comes. Especially you, Jenna, because you just brought him up. Jared McCann, I'm taking him off. And I'm oh, she him said you him. can't do that, though. I will see your McCann and I'll raise your uh, Gino. Uh, I'm, I'm putting Gino <laughs> on the number one. Uh, I'm putting Gino <laughs> on the number one unit, and this is why. It's a future Hall of Famer. Yep. yep. Get him out there. But I also have a stern message for Gino. Don't mess this up. We got a good thing going, man. I need you to shoot the puck. None of this trying to put these ridiculous passes through 15 sticks and 25 skates. I want you to shoot the puck. Not only shoot the puck, I want it on the net. I want it on the net to make something happen. And I'm taking Jared McCann off for this reason. Mm. First of all, because I want Rusty on. I want, obviously want Sid and Tanger on, but I also want Jake on. So you're keeping the Crosby line together for continuity and rolling shifts over in a game. And here, f just stay with me a second here. Mm. McCann on the second unit. So you have McCann with Zucker and Kapanen. I need a center iceman, right? Because Zucker and Kapanen are not center icemen. So I got a guy like McCann to take those faceoffs, and then I'm putting Matheson with Marino. That's my my second unit there. So I know it's not okay, a popular and, and decision because you're taking the guy off that shoots the puck most power play goals. But I want Gino. Yeah, and I'm okay unit. with the concept of two power plays, except that I don't ever see there being any kind of split. Well, that's where the ice general has to say no more minute 20 for number one yeah. unit. Okay. At a minute, minute five, if you don't have something going on. I want you off the Can ice. Can I ask you a question then? Why, why not Jeff Carter on the second unit? Right-handed draw. Because he's, he's going to be killing penalties. He's 36 years of age. Okay. And I don't want to tax him so, so he doesn't have anything left because I'm planning on a deep run, and I need Cartsy uh, late June and into July. Oh, he just took Jared McCann off the power play. Yes, I he did. just did that. Uh, well, I feel like next week we'll be talking about what happens again, hopefully pending when Malkin <laughs> does return. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and thank you for joining us on Overtime on the Ice.